Welcome back, folks, to the Get a Grip on Lighting podcast. In today's show, we have Caroline Rinker and Bert Grant. We're going to talk a little education. That's lededucation.org, L-E-D-U-C-A-T-I-O-N.org. First, Caroline Rinker is the principal is a principal at O'Blaney Rinker Associates. Forty years experience in the New York City lighting community, manufacturing, distribution, and independent sales. She partnered with James O'Blaney in 2010 and formed O'Blaney Rinker Associates. Manhattan-based manufacturer's representative agency specializing in architectural lighting for the New York and New Jersey lighting communities. Bert, uh, Bert Grant, president owner of Metro Area Sales. Bert Grant is co-founder and co-chair of Ledgecation, past vice president of DLFNY and past president of IES Long Island. Bert Grant has been at Metro Area Sales for 35 years. Before we get to them, folks, we got to go. We got to get a little bit gangster here, Greg. <laughs> we got to go to satco.com. That's S A T C O.com. That's right. They do the light thing. They do the right thing, Greg Eric. And when you speak about doing the light thing, they're really doing. What I mean by that is everything you need for lighting they've got, including this catalog that I like. Just <laughs> it out. They have an LED T10 high lumen lamp, Mike. I think you were the one asking me for a nice, skinny, medium base to fit in a narrow sconce. They've got yeah, one, high that. lumen, up to 1,000 lumens. They have a squat. Remember those squat CFL lamps with yeah. the G24 base? They have an LED version of that. They don't have any in have stock LED right now, but I'm gonna, I got them on order from them, those guys, because they blew oh, them out right away. Them. Everybody needs them. There you go. <laughs> so they've got everything. That's what the point is. With Satco, you can count on them to get you anything you need. Oh, yeah. Satco is such a great company. Go to satco.com. That's the Gangsters of Lighting, Satco. And of course, proud members, longtime members of the National Association of Innovative Lighting Distributors. That's NALD.org. That's right. Check out uh, our convention with Arclight Summit coming up in September. We paired up together to do it right, Greg. Down, was it, 13th to uh, September 13th to 16th in Dallas, yep. Texas at the Market Center there. But for right now, we're going to talk some education because it just went down with Caroline and Bert. What's happening, guys? Nothing. Just a happy Monday to everybody. <laughs> there you go. And, and, so, and it's, the sun is shining. All is good. It's <laughs> always good. Uh, so I'm going to ask, yeah, I want to ask one question to both of you guys, and then mm -hmm. uh, we'll take it from there. So, Bert, we're going to start with you. Sum up education in one word this year. Fantastic. All right. Caroline. Amazing. Okay, now dive into it. What made it fantastic, Bert? Well, people haven't seen each other for three years. And it was, uh, it was funny because even during setup day, prior to the show starting, everybody was just running up to each other, hugging, shaking hands, kissing. And there were even people who didn't like each other that were doing it. So, <laughs> so that was fantastic. Yes. And Caroline, what, what was amazing about well, it? Well, uh, you know, just to add to that, you know, Bert, you took the words out of my mouth. It was such a, a joy and an amazing experience having, you know, seeing your coworkers, your, your colleagues again. Um, and Bert's right, you know, people were just so thrilled to see each other. Um, you know, the lighting community, it, you know, it's a very 
big but very small community, if you will, and 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 everybody interacts. And uh, you know, between our the lighting designers and the architects and distributors and manufacturers, it was just wonderful to be back in person. Um, you know, because you know, selling lighting is challenging to begin with, but it's very hard to sell lighting when you can't feel it and touch it and explain it in person. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, so it was just it was just so amazing to see everybody again and you know i think for what was uh, you know we're not going to talk exact numbers but we had four thousand attendees and you yeah, know over our, four thousand over four thousand and our you know uh lighting community really came together and and made the event so successful and it i, I couldn't be more thrilled and by the way just to add on to what caroline said it wasn't just the local lighting community it was the lighting community from across the country we had people from california kansas texas uh san francisco etc and and overseas bert you know we had some folks in from yeah. canada yeah, not overseas you know from england and you know so everybody really came together and i think that was you know uh, amazing and not to get you know too much into the um sort of the the political side of the pandemic and who what this or that but what I was you know one of the things that initially this idea of essential workers I never liked that term I think mm-hmm. I'm, I think we're kind of glad that that's kind of faded into the background and uh, it's going to be a kind of a historical relic of yeah. um, what we've all gone through in the last two years but one of the things that um, I think is uh, is was on the chopping block early on was this in-person events and industries. And a lot of people, you know, there's too many lighting events. Maybe that's true, you know, or Mm -hmm. there's, uh, we don't, you don't need to gather in person. You can do everything by meetings or by Zoom meetings. And certainly we can do a lot more with these tools that we're even using right now. Um, But I think, you know, what you guys both expressed was the human element of it, the seeing of friends. Why is in per, why are in-person events so essential to people's growth in knowledge and experience in the lighting industry? Well, just to make a comment, um, during the pandemic, uh, a lot of reps and manufacturers manufacturers um, were forced to do virtual programs. Uh, and they did them. And after a while, I heard from a number of the people in the design community that they were they were just they were finished with it. They were so tired of seeing these visual. It's not the same as Caroline said earlier. It's the touchy feely. It's the in-person handing someone a sample, showing a, a demo. Um, uh, so I think that's the part that gets missed with that. And, and yeah, and to add to that, Bert, too, is, you know, guys, if I'm showing you a lighting fixture, you know, an accent lighting fixture, if I, if I unfortunately don't have one here, but if I put this up against the wall, it's just going to look like a blob of light. Mm-hmm. So, pe- you know, people, it's very hard to, to, you know, show lighting and explain lighting via screen. You know, even you, you look at the Bell and Hal commercials on television, right? You know, with the crazy retrofit LEDs. It, it just shows this big bright light, right? You know, it looks like you know Area Fifty One or what, you know. <laughs> but uh, you can't, you can't, you can't show us a lighting specifier lights via screen. They need to see it 
they, they need to see what it's going to do, what color of the light, what quality of the light. And I think that's why we got such a, a great turnout because no one's really seen anything um, new in two and a half years, but the manufacturers haven't stopped producing new products. Mm. So they so everybody was excited to go out and really see it in person and say, "All right, yeah, give me the lateral against the wall. Let me see what we what we have going on here." You know. <laughs> I think I think photographing and filming lighting has always been a, fil- a fool's errand. You know, Um, I agree. You know, I mean, I remember early on in my career trying to do before and after pics and cameras, most cameras are designed to adjust the light level to different things. And so I even hired a professional photographer. This is pre-digital actually to take pictures of lighting systems that we had had done in the before and afters. And it's very, very difficult so you can make it look better. Actually, you can. it's better in the lab where they adjust it and make it look more accurate. But this idea that one can show a lighting system from behind a screen, that's not possible to do. I, I agree with yeah. that. But the show is called Education. So why is it, what is the difference between a show or these in-person educational events that make them so much more impactful into people's lives? Is it the traveling to the place and the staying in the hotel and the intent to learn and the going to the show and the seeing the other people? Or is it just we learn better when we're in person? What, which one is it? Or is there something else? Bert, Bert I, 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 don't, I don't have an answer for that one, really. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure either. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, but are we are we tough, do we agree that question. it's true? Do we agree that it is better, but we don't know why? Is that a fair? Well, you know, education grew out of a you know a, what was it? Twelve tables. Um, <laughs> and it was thirty. You know, for education was it thirty one for the first tables. one? Oh, okay. And you know, when we uh, Bert Bert actually is a is one of the founders of education, mm-hmm. um, and he brought the program to the DLF and we said, yeah, that'd be cool. Let's do something like that. And it started and and it stayed the same. It's just grown, but everybody gets the same amount of space. Um, It's a very intimate show. It's, you know, it's everybody has the same footprint. So, you know, there aren't big boots, little boots, you know, Um, and the sessions, let me just make make one comment on that. I think one of the great successes of Education is that it's a targeted show. Hmm. Our show is targeted exclusively and specifically to LED. There's a number of other trade shows that uh, are great shows, good shows in the industry, but it's not exclusively LED. There might be paint companies, there might be accessory companies, and a lot of the designers like coming to our show specifically, they know when they walk down an aisle every product they see is going to be LED oriented. So that's, I'm not sure if that's answering your question or not. Well, yeah, I think, I think part important. of it, yeah. Yeah, I think it's a focus of it too, is, is when you're in person and you travel somewhere you, with the intent, that's all you're doing there. Then then every mm-hmm. all the distractions are gone and now you can focus. So I agree, you know, like the, it definitely makes a difference in person. Um, when was the last light, education you guys had? What year? 2019? 2019. Yeah. How many attendants mm-hmm. were at that? Do you recall? We had uh, over uh, five, 6,000. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it was a little, a little lower than you had, but it's yeah. still right. a significant number. 
Right. Uh, you, did you guys, what did you project the attendance to be? Did you even get to that point or did you just say, we're going to slam it out there and see what happens? <laughs> Basically slam well, it out there and see what happens. But we were yeah. hoping to get, you know, we, we can tell by the number of registered people, uh, you know, as, so we were tracking it pretty closely, and mm -hmm. uh, as the days got closer, we were we were very happy because the you know the attendance was going up 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 up. Well, it also had a lot to do with, um, and I know a few of my manufacturers. Uh, you know, when New York City lifted the vaccine mandate, so we had some people come in last minute because of that also. But we also lost some people who once they changed the mask mandates and the vaccine mandates, a lot of, there were, I think we lost people yeah. who said, oh, well, I'm, I'm not going now. Mm. So it worked both ways. We gained people and I think we lost people. Probably offset. It was about two weeks before it happened, right? The show when the, the mandate was gone? About a week. Oh no, about, about a week. week. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, it was close, you know. Yeah. But, you know, we, we, we always said, we always said that we will follow all the mandates. You know, when people mm -hmm. would call us and ask whatever the New York City, you know, mandates were, that's what we were going to follow. Yep. Did you guys have a, or do you have a breakdown by uh, type of lighting company that was there? I know you said designers. Uh, was that a majority of it, or do you know what the breakdown was? I, I don't I know don't that. I don't think we have uh, that yet. But but we, we, we will get that. Mm -hmm. Good. And how many educational sessions you have i mean you don't know the number offhand but was it one an hour or how did it how did it go well we had about 30 total if i'm not mm -hmm. mistaken wow. yeah and that was over two days two days oh, and, and we had a three we had virtual monday for for folks who couldn't get into the show uh in person i think we how had six very well attended. All the sessions were very well attended. But the virtual ones were well attended as well? Yeah, because mm -hmm. there's no cap yeah. on them. Okay. You know, there's, you know, you know, there's, no, there's no restriction. In, I really you know, believe that the, the future is like a combination of those things together. And I think that was emerging prior to yeah. uh, the pandemic where, you know, Greg and I had been in negotiations to do different content at, like, at your show where we would be producing... Yeah from education it's education content but it's unique and now i think we've all sort of adopted this hybrid approach to uh, you know gain more and in, more industry engagement across you know different people that can't make it to our show so i think oh, that's 100%. a hundred percent i mean yeah, you know the, the pandemic has taught us uh all one thing is we can reach a lot of people in different ways mm. you know it's it almost forced us to reach a lot of different people in different ways right so mm -hmm. Um, well, you know, when what, there's no, no cap, it was, it was great. What's interesting in 2020, when we had to cancel our in-person show and we did a virtual show and we had a whole bunch of virtual presentations, uh, we got a list of people from all over the world that attended these virtual. I was shocked. There were countries I didn't even know had people that would be interested in lighting. Uh, I mean, Africa, Europe, Asia, from all over the world, very, some very obscure countries. You know, we had hundreds and hundreds of people from everywhere. So I was quite surprised at that, as how many were interested in attending a, a virtual program on our shows. Hmm. Uh, Caroline, is there anything that surprised you about the show this year that uh, you weren't ready for? Or 
No, I, I you know, um, uh, we have a, uh, a manager, Jason Gridley, who runs our show for us. And, uh, you know, he, 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 he works so hard and, you know, he, he accounts for everything. So, you know, from, from the sand, the box lunches, you know, to the attendees, uh -huh. to, uh, you know, the lighting, the layout. So, uh, I have to give him a big kudos because, uh, yep. I, I was not surprised by anything. It just went off like every other year without a hitch. <laughs> oh, that's great. Tell me a little bit about The lunches great, by the way. Yeah, yeah the lunches <laughs> were very <laughs> good, actually. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about the structure and remind me. So you, it, the show is professionally managed, like you said. So you do have a, mm -hmm. a, a company that professionally manages it. But you two are both volunteers, am I correct? Correct. Yes. And so education has a board of directors or how is it all structured in the decision-making process? Well, the, the designer's lighting form of New York has a board. Uh, and then uh, I guess we're a sub board. We have a education committee mm -hmm. and um, the education committee is, uh, there's about six of us, seven of us. Uh, and we make all the, you know, we discuss all the details, make all the arrangements, but yes, uh, Jason, pretty much runs the show with some of our input and uh, but we we trust him implicitly so if he says do it this way we do it that way I might go a little bit off topic here Greg if that's okay but I'm curious about something sure. okay so many organizations in lighting have traditionally been volunteer organizations that have grown very quickly including the patron of the show the National Association of Innovative Lighting Distributors the IES you know, um, D-L-F-N-Y, did I get it right? Is that the right acronym? Yep. Um, mm -hmm. And, but I find that, and this is, you know, with as delicately as possible, I'm going to say this, that it seems that um, the baby boomer generation and those that came before it seem to be much more interested in volunteerism than my generation, which is Gen X and the, the generation coming. We, we, I find that when we engage volunteers and at many different levels that I've, I've engaged that there seems to be a lack of understanding of how volunteerism works. Is that something that you guys observe? It's just a personal observation by me that many of these associations and things are run by baby boomers in a volunteer role and that there's a problem with succession there. They can't seem to get that volunteerist, the spirit of volunteerism passed down to the next generation. Do you experience that at all, Bert? I've been uh, on the DLF since uh, the mid nineties and it's been volunteer since then. And mm -hmm. uh, we've brought in other generations. We have a lot of young people in right now. Mm -hmm. And I don't think I've ever heard anybody question uh, anything. I think it was expected of them mm -hmm. that it's their duty as a member of the uh, lighting mm -hmm. industry to give back and participate in the lighting community. Interesting. I, yeah. I agree with Bert 100%. You know, our, our, our board, you know, it has, you know, elders, youngers, middles, you know, but I agree with Bert 100%. Hmm. So my anecdotal experience turns out to be wrong when it comes to education, Greg. They're doing something better over there. <laughs> <laughs> They're doing it right. That, yeah, um, I find, you know, it's interesting because the, the show is so popular and so well run.
that I, you know, I, I'm wondering what the secret sauce to that is, like how to get people engaged in these kinds of things from the volunteer perspective. I like Bert's opinion where it's like, you know what, this is your, this is a chance for you to give back. This is a place where you can contribute to the industry that you work in, in a way, um, Greg. And so, you know, I think that the lighting industry, many of these associations have been built that way. And I think it's time that the, that we start instilling that that kind of attitude into these various committees and that, that we're running it nailed and so on and so forth. I would agree. I think that's a, the hard part is how to do it, but maybe Bert and Caroline have the secret. <laughs> have the secret I, sauce. I, I don't know, Bert. That, that's a hard thing to, you know, I mean, one thing about the DLF board and DLF member, everybody's very passionate about it and they take right. pride in, they take pride in it. You know, um, you know, the DLF has a, a program every month. I'm not sure if you're aware of that, but every program is run by a different uh, board member, you know, and, you know, you interact with different members of the, the lighting community. But I, I would have to say, say it's the passion and the pride that we as a team put into all of this. Yeah, in all the years I've been on the DLF, I, it, I think people are excited and happy to participate and give to the community, uh, the lighting community. Uh, some of these programs that we do on the DLF, you know, take hours and hours of work. Mm -hmm. um, and it blows my mind. In addition, and in addition to our regular jobs, which are full-time jobs, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> we're, we're basically, and more than full-time, and we're basically donating our time. And I don't think anybody I've ever encountered over the years has ever given it a second thought. No, I, I agree, Bert. I mean, and, and, and willing to do more. I know. You know, how many, how many people on the, on the DLF board said, guys, you need help. I'll help you. You know, it just, it's just, I'll go back to my amazing. <laughs> I remember being at the IES con, uh, conference, Greg, in 2019, and there was many speakers and some were uh, paid speakers. And others were these volunteer IES committees where they were producing technical memorandums and all this. And I was absolutely blown away that all of these committees were volunteer driven committees. Like I, I, I couldn't believe the, and the, and the production and the quality of the work, you know, TM21, for example, I couldn't believe that that was a, a volunteer effort to produce that. And, and so, you know, I'm wondering, you know, how that secret sauce works. I, I have a suspicion that you got to get people involved. And once you get them involved, it kind of becomes, in, uh, may become more involved and more interested in, in that area. It's getting them in in the first place that is kind of the, the secret. I, I don't know. I'm trying to figure that I, out. I, though. I, 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 I always joke. I said, all right, you roped me in. Now you got me. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I've, had, I've had people say to me, you mean you don't get paid for that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I go, no, we don't. And they go, really? How do you do all that work for nothing? No, we don't even think about it. No, I, 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 yeah, I don't even think about it. But does it benefit your career? Uh, I, I would think, I don't know about benefit the career, but it, it definitely, you know, gives you exposure. Mm. You know, because mm, yep, you know, when yeah. when you're running a program, you know, um, you know, if Bert was a lighting designer and Bert did this amazing job at Lincoln Center, you know, mm. we wanted to bring the DLF and our members there. So I get to deal with Bert, you know, I mean, so it, it gives you a lot of different exposure than sales client, 
You know, it, it's... It, when I served you, on the you, board... You put, a, you put a different hat on. Sorry, Bert, say that again? Look at it as free advertising. Well, the way, you know, what, what I saw, and I, maybe I have the right word here, when I served on the nail board from 2009 to 2011, it gave me access to people that I would not otherwise have access right. to. Um, right. You know, like yeah. I, I remember meeting Ellis Yon and being taken out for lunch by him from TCP, and that's the president of the company. And I remember meeting him, shaking his hand, and talking to him about stuff and what his company was mm. doing. And so I, I think that one of the ways that this – one of the rewards, and I hate to make it a reward, but I think we have to do that a little bit. One of the rewards is that by vo through volunteerism, you gain access to people that are colleagues of yours and perhaps far more along in their careers. And then the conversations that ensue when you're with them, yeah, they're on topic about running education or running nailed or whatever, mm -hmm. but they're also collegial conversations about what you do for a living. And sometimes those are more valuable than any kind of education you can receive, quite frankly. Mm -hmm. Right. And, I and, and like I said, you know, it, it gives you the exposure in a different light, if you will. Mm -hmm. You know. <laughs> it adds savvy to the conversation, like teaching right. you about how the industry works. And I hate to have turned this into a conversation about volunteerism, Greg, but I, you know, I'm very <laughs> curious about it because I think our industry needs the next generation to move into these positions and start to, to start to take passion in this industry and give back and, and, and start to meet all the people and all the players. So I'll turn it back over to you, Greg, to bring us back to topic here though. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, back on education, uh, it's all it all ties in though but do you feel now that you're a couple of weeks out after uh, is there anything you could have improved on for next year any ideas to improve or was it perfect oh i, I haven't well, even i'll be honest with you i haven't perfect, even but... i've not nothing <laughs> is ever perfect. i haven't even yeah. delved into that part of it yet but sure you know what we're gonna have our um our wrap-up meeting in a few weeks so that's when these topics come up. You know, the committee gets together, um, you know, with our marketing person, uh, Kathy Bontempo and Jason Gridley, who's the manager of the show. You know, we sit in a room and we just aren't, you know, battle it out and say, what, what happened? Yeah. What could have been better? Because obviously there are things that Bert and I may not even know about. Mm -hmm. right. Yeah. So <clears throat> that's, that's what, you know, that's what will happen in the next few weeks. Do you guys have a formal feedback system where people that attend the show can do a survey or anything like that? Mm -hmm. I believe so. Yeah. I think Kathy sends that out, Bert. Well, people aren't shy telling us the good and the bad, especially the bad. If they don't like yeah. it, they're not shy to tell us. You know, <laughs> I hated your lunches. Or, <laughs> oh, somebody did complain. Why didn't you have hot lunches? Well, <laughs> Can't do it your now. Own lunch. Well, you know, we again we were mandated by the rules. Well, I mean, you know, not only that, but I I'm a big believer in embracing complainers. Like, there's something about that, something special about someone who complains, even if it's a. I mean, obviously, it has to be specific. I mean, obviously, there are people that are just being jerks, but I mean, um, but there those complainers oftentimes they represent like a hundred other people that just aren't willing to complain. Mm -hmm. You know, sure. and so I'm a big believer that we bring those complainers in real close and really listen to them and let them have a, pl a platform where they can where they can speak what they want to speak because that's how we improve. 
Well, I, I would I would take I would I would rename them and let's say constructive criticism. Constructive critiques. Exactly. You know, but yeah, when somebody just comes at you like, you know, it's like okay. <laughs> or as opposed to chronic complainers. Yeah. Right. right. You tend not to listen, but no, we do. I I remember seeing the survey. I don't think it went out yet though. Got it. And you guys already have announced your 2023 dates. Is that right? Yeah, they yep. they've been booked yep. for a while, yeah. <laughs> so, March March 6, March 6 to 8, uh 2023. Same we're, place, we're, right? We're we're out there well, so if any other show comes up. <laughs> You're first. <laughs> we're first. <laughs> is that is that something you've considered? Have you guys thought about ever moving it outside of New York or is it is it planning to stay there for the long run? That's it. Yep. We've we've it. talked you know, about it. Yeah, but you know, all like I, I know Los Angeles had a show very similar to it a few weeks prior. Um, you know, yeah. and, and obviously the other show in, in Dallas. So every you know, every territory has their thing, right? Mm -hmm. So Legucation is just, you know, born and bred out of New York City. It's a New York state of mind. Exactly. Do you guys have any? Do you guys have any final thoughts um, for the Get a Grip on Lighting listeners? March sixth, eighth next year, twenty twenty three. It'll be here before you know it. And you got well, it. by the we way, go ahead, just, just to add on to that, as of today, uh, we already have three hundred and ninety tables sold for the twenty twenty three show. Wow, that's awesome! And that's so and that's, capa we, we and that's had capacity. A, <laughs> Yeah, we had a little over 400 uh, this year, so we've mm -hmm. already almost sold out the show already. Right. And I, I think we should just give a, a heartfelt, you know, thank you to, you know, all of our manufacturers and exhibitors and attendees and committee members and speakers and managers to just, you know, a, a lot of people make this show successful and... Uh, you know, we, we appreciate it. And again, thanks to everyone. And I thank you, Caroline Rinker and Burt Grant for doing the show and for, you know, moving forward with it. And also for being a guest on the Get a Grip on Lighting podcast. It's New York State of Mind. But we're also going to go to uh, another company. Thank you company for having us. No <laughs> thank you. Yes. Thank you very we're much. We're also going to talk about another great company that's on the island of New York, the Long Island, I think it's called. And that is Satco, mm -hmm. Greg. Satco.com. Right. They do the light thing. They do we the love right Satco. thing. Woo! <laughs> you should. Woo! <laughs> They're a great company. We talked they about it at the beginning, company. but just about everything you need for lighting, including stuff you don't always know that you can get. You look at Satco and they've got it. They'll help you out. They so check it. them out for all lighting. You're right. It's amazing. You're right. They are amazing. And of course, proud members of the National Association of Innovative Lighting Distributors. That's NAILD.org. You heard about it, folks. Nailed is a place for you lighting distributors to give back. That's what I've been saying. And I love that Bert and Caroline agree with me on that. Because a lot of this stuff, you know, you, 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 you go, you join the education committee or you join Nailed and you're saying, well, what's my ROI? And I just, ah, that really kind of grates me a little bit because the membership is so, is very low cost at Nailed. And also we do a lot of great things for the industry. So if you're a lighting distributor and you're an or electrical distributor that's heavy in lighting, you got to go to NALD.org and check us out at our conference coming up in September, September 13th to 16th at the Dallas Market Center with Arclight. Check it out. But if you made it this far all the way to the end, folks, 
We love you guys. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.